You're listening to Prosperous Coach Podcast with host Rhonda Hess, helping you to choose a smart coaching niche and launch your coaching business with confidence. Hey, coaches. This episode is part of the series called Manage Your Coaching Clients, which you can find at prosperouscoach.com slash manage. I clearly remember a moment in the first few years of my coaching business where I was sharing with my mentor coach some feelings I was having about one of my clients. And in the process of that, she asked me a powerful question. And here it is. Do you want more for your clients than they want for themselves, Rhonda? That woke me up. It was a eureka moment. (laughs) I began to examine my motivations and set healthier boundaries for myself with my clients. Have you ever sensed that you might want too much for your clients? Most new coaches fall into this trap on some level. The trick is to let go of your desire to affect change on your clients. In other words, don't try to fix them or heal them or solve their problems for them. Build up within yourself the belief that your client alone drives their desire and ability to change and grow. They have to want it. You can never really know the path of another person. If you try to anticipate and course correct for your client's potential mistakes, are you keeping them from valuable experiences that may bring them success more quickly? Or If you jump in to solve their problems and salve their hurts too vigorously, are you diminishing your client's personal power and inflating yours? So these are two powerful questions that I would recommend you ask yourself from time to time. You can only answer these questions if you are staying aware during your sessions of what's going on within you. and you regularly examine your own motivations for what it is that you say and do with your clients. The real beauty of coaching is the co-creative relationship. Both coach and client focus collaboratively to draw out and utilize the client's wisdom towards high payoff actions that are related to their top goals. So that means that you as a coach must trust with all your heart and soul. That means that you as the coach must trust that your client is creative, resourceful, and whole. In other words, they're fully capable of taking care of themselves. But know this, you don't have to hold back a well-placed and well-worded challenge to your client to help them shift their mindset or take a more powerful action than they had intended. That's called excellent coaching. And after you do that, let go of attachment. In fact, I think that having a coaching business and working with clients is a never-ending life lesson in letting go of your attachment. And it is a key to happiness. So there's three symptoms and causes to watch for with your coaching clients. Let's explore these and the side effects of them when we want too much, more than our coaching clients want for themselves. So number one is over-delivering. 
The cause of that is that you are trying to find solutions for every issue raised rather than focusing on one coachable moment that will move the client towards a perspective shift and the takeaway that they stated in their agenda. The side effect of this is that the client is overwhelmed. They're overwhelmed by your desire to help them beyond their current commitment to help themselves. How are big problems solved? After all, one small, integratable step at a time. So support your clients to make leaps in their perspective and to make more progress on their own between sessions. Symptom number two is you feel drained after the session. Has this ever happened to you? Chances are the cause is that you've stepped outside of the co-creative role somehow, and you've pushed your energy onto the client in an effort to correct, fix, or save the client from themselves. The side effect is the client progresses more slowly and you begin to lose confidence. At its best, coaching energizes both the client and the coach. Focus on listening closely for your client's wisdom using intuitive responses and questions to invite powerful shifts. But take it easy. Symptom number three is you're doing the client's work for them. The cause is, again, you've abandoned the co-creative role in order to unduly influence the client from more of a consultative teacher or parental role. The side effect is the client is disempowered and you are overworking for the fees that you're charging. Now I want to throw in a caveat here. I am a trained coach and I've gained lots of expertise over the years and I've shifted my business consciously to a more consultative approach. I mentor my clients and advise them on coaching niche development and all things coaching business related. I do use coaching skills continuously with clients, but I no longer characterize my sessions as coaching sessions because I do teach and guide during them. If your business model and your offers deliver consulting on a specific expertise, teaching, or training, and you are upfront about that when you enroll a client, I think you've covered the practical side of this issue. You've made a business decision, and that's your choice. But there's still what goes on in your mind as you utilize your coaching skills, because you will in every situation of your life. An excellent way to teach in your coaching business is through products, training programs, public speaking, and other forms of content, such as blogs, podcast episodes, and videos. All of those ideally would be designed for your target audience. If your intention is to coach, then as much as you can, use powerful questions to draw out what your clients think first. Provide shortcuts and resources only after you've thoroughly drawn out and endorsed their own ideas. Never do their work for them just because you can't. In all of these cases, what's being unknowingly sacrificed is the co-creative relationship, the very thing that makes coaching so powerful for our clients. Stay inspired and make things happen. I'm so glad you tuned in to Prosperous Coach Podcast. Please share this episode with other coaches 
And if you're listening on the iTunes podcast app, review this show. Joel Bass did my theme music. Thanks, Joel.